today on the Chat and Chew Show. Things that people should really avoid saying. Let's, let's, let's just take God out of the equation and let's say God bless you. Do not, by any means, start your conversation off with what you think God's plans were for that situation. Oh, oh my God. So, that, wait a minute. You guys have to say that again. Hey, it's Carla, aka Homecook K, and I'm coming to you today from my parents' kitchen. This black bean enchilada recipe is one of my favorite meatless meals. Then stay for the after show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Chat and Chew Show. Uh, my name is Betty. And I'm Roxanne. And we are your hosts today. We have such an exciting show uh, for you today. So thank you so much for joining us. We're super thrilled that you clicked on the Chat and Chew Show. This show is designed to empower you to do relationships better. And we jokingly say all the time, not just romantic relationships, but all of us are in a relationship. I mean, you are, uh, <laughs> let me start going down the list here. You are a mother, <laughs> you are a wife, your auntie, your employer. What other things, Roxy, have we been saying? You're a good DoorDash person, thank you. <laughs> um, you're a good Amazon Prime truck driver. <laughs> yes, yes. And hey, you're a healthcare worker. We really appreciate you. A Zoom teacher. Good Lord, do we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited that you joined us today. Um, Roxy, the, the show today, uh, I think is going to hit everybody because of the pandemic that we're in. By the way, you guys, you can see we're still uh, doing our Zoom uh, uh, interviews, but uh, I, I can remember. Um, a few years ago, or actually quite a, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, my husband and I have been married for about seven years. And, uh, you know, I wanted to have children, but I wasn't all like, hmm, let's, let's have some children. You know, I wasn't that type of person. But after seven years, I ended up getting pregnant. And um, I was excited about it. I was still working full time. And I went to work one day. And uh, while I was there, my stomach started hurting. Well, the interesting thing is I had a doctor's appointment that day anyway. So I was going to go to work and then go to appointment. My stomach was hurting while I was there. So I go to my regular doctor's appointment and uh, they, the doctor was, you know, checking out my stomach and he said, I can't hear a heartbeat. And he said, but don't worry, don't worry. We'll just have you go to the hospital. And, you know, cause this is back in the day where, you know, you had to go to the hospital to get some things done. And, you know, we'll let them do an ultrasound on you. And I can remember, I, it's, it's like it's in my head right now. I can still see it. I remember going to the doctor that day. In fact, I had a shirt that said baby here. And I think I was about four months along or something like that. And I go to the doctor's office, I mean, to the hospital and get up on the ultrasound table and they're searching. The tech is searching and the tech calls the doctor and they're searching and no one's really saying anything, but I know something's going on. My husband's in there with me. And they say to me, Mrs. Jones, I'm sorry, we can't hear heartbeat. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, where you've been expecting something, we're preparing for uh, this brand new baby, and we can't hear the heartbeat. And I remember being so heartbroken. And if the um, hospital staff at where I was, it just felt like they were like, let's just go on with what you're supposed to do. Okay, now we need you to go to suite A and talk to, you know, Maria in there. And she's going to set you up for another appointment. I remember standing at the counter uh, at, at suite A and the lady's like, yes, can we help you? What are you here for? And I couldn't even get words out. I couldn't even say it. 
And my husband is trying to say, we lost, we just lost our baby. And they're like, oh, okay. Go, do you want to go in the waiting room? You know, that kind of thing. I was numb. Yeah. I couldn't even think. And I remember my friend uh, who lived across the street from us. We, you know, of course they were good friends of ours. We told them, you know, what happened. And they didn't really say anything. They just said, come with us, just come with us. And they had their brand new baby. Their baby is, I don't know, six months old or something like that. They took us to a park and I'm ready to cry just thinking about it because it's so fresh in my head and uh, threw out a blanket and we um, sat on the blanket and she just let me hold her baby. They didn't try to preach to us. They didn't say God's got a plan. for. They didn't say any of that. I just sat there and hold, and held, they let me um, just hold their baby. And I can't tell you the kind of healing that that brought to me um, in that moment. Well, um, about a year later, we ended up getting pregnant again and I ended up having my son. And you guys, that was 25 years ago <laughs> that that happened. But what that taught me was, you know, when you lose something, how you grieve uh, through it is big. And then how people respond to you when you, when you grieve to it. Just stay tuned, guys, because we actually have an expert in grief and loss coming up to talk to us about just what to do in those type of situations. Uh, she also is starting uh, her new blog called Good Morning Life, and we're looking forward to talking to her, so stay tuned. so thrilled that you are with us again we are the chat and show and we have a special guest today who's going to help us uh talk about grief and mourning so how are you i'm good how are you guys thank you so much good good so uh lavana we just want to ask you a couple questions um you know, our listeners, I think right now, everybody's going through some kind of loss, you know, especially with the pandemic, maybe they've lost a job or, you know, um, their freedom <laughs> and, and, and that. So um, uh, Roxanne and I kind of been talking about this. What is the difference, first of all, before we dive in between grief and mourning? Is there a difference? There is a difference, I, I think. Grief to me is... Um... And by the way, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. That oh, was very sure. Thank you for sharing. Um, grief is to me is um, the distress over something like uh, something can cause grief. So it could be the actual event that is uh, grief or grieving. Mourning is the actual process. So you're saying that grief and mourning then pretty much is we use the terms interchangeably. And yes. but it's due to some type of loss. Now, it doesn't always have to be loss of a loved one. It could be loss of, you know, other things too. Um, Absolutely. Anything traumatic that causes grief, grief or mourning. And that could be loss of hair. We don't think about that. Mm. Cancer patients. Wow. Um, loss of the idea of a certain job. You have to mourn that job and you have to position yourself to go in a different, anything where you had an expectation and you lost something. Oh my. You have to mourn that. And, yeah. and I think mourning is very important, important yeah. about moving forward so in grief and mourning like i know if you if you feel some kind of way 
you feel like sadness or you feel anger. I mean, you feel like a, a bunch of things. I know there's like five stages of mourning, but yes. how have you seen, I know you said you're in the funeral services. How have you seen people ex express, you know, grief and mourning? I, so one of the, uh, one like huge memory pictures I had, I, I had a gentleman who was, um, he had to be like 30 something and he stayed with his mom. He lost his mother. There was no other siblings, no father. But I remember his grief because he basically just sat in front of me and I planned his mother's service. He, he just totally checked out, shut down. I mean, I literally went, um, picked out the clothing, um, chose the casket myself. I, I was kind of fishing for like, but he just was not there with me to assist in that. So I've seen that. I've seen, um, I've seen anger, of course, um, uh, with generally, especially the day of the service, I see, um, depression that's that's generally when it hits the heaviest like i can get people to function because they stay busy with the requests i have in okay. order to carry out but the day of the service it's like a ton of bricks just reopens everything um yeah. the initial day and then the day of the service yeah and that's the sometimes wailing at the casket mm -hmm. um I notice also if there's unfinished business like the the, the person that didn't come around that should have come around they usually cry the hardest because they can't resolve that. Um, the person that tends to take care of um, their loved one the most, there's usually tears, but it's always a res just a resolve, a resolution that they've done the best they could. They said what they needed to say and the person can transition yeah. um, in a peaceful manner. Yeah. So um, I went online <laughs> to mm -hmm. find out what the five stages of grief are. And if you can mm -hmm. just speak to these a little bit. So, and these are in order. And I found out too that people don't, they can be out of order. They don't have to. Out of order. So we got denial is one. Like, yep. did it really happen? Yes. You know, I know when I went through my own personal loss, it's like, you know, I know what you guys are telling me, but is it true? Is, is this mm -hmm. true? You know, mm -hmm. uh, anger, you know, mm -hmm. uh, bargaining, like a bargaining or mm -hmm. what if, you know, what if. Uh, depression and acceptance mine was more like denial bargaining than anger then i went to uh depressive state and then it was acceptance um because i had my daughter after that event two and a half years later okay. but i couldn't have had that um experience without going through all of it and making peace um with it and it's common i actually like that um i remember hearing of somebody kind of like the gentleman who didn't acknowledge it and i mean type a personality um didn't acknowledge it and was starting to feel the effects of not accepting or acknowledging that the death like trying to go on and it was it was so subconsciously ingrained in her, um, her mind that it was just manifesting this way out and she didn't even recognize it. and it was her father that passed and i think she only acknowledged it the day of the service and then tried to go back and didn't realize like her her life was becoming um imbalanced mm -hmm. because she didn't accept her father's death um one of the things that i see most of is if the person passed with like a fire during COVID season 
we weren't allowing people at one point because we didn't know how um, it affected the funeral directors, but we weren't allowing people to see their loved one. And it was a denial thing. Like that memory picture, that lasting impression of having this funeral service helps jog the grief process. If they don't acknowledge, if you don't acknowledge or you don't have the funeral service, people have a hard time moving forward. And it, it's a thing. It feels like if you've had a loss, you have to grieve. Like, it's yes. not like a step you can, like, okay, yep. well, they, it's gone now. Let's move on. Yeah. Right? You got to go through it, right? Yes. Yes. Is there a time limit for grief? Like, you know, some people say, I think it's about time. She should be over by now. Or, you know, it's not healthy. Do you have a, you think there's a time limit? I do. But it's probably not the time limit that people would expect. So... I would say um, to grieve, and it it can take years. To be honest, I I will give years. Um, yes, but if someone becomes stagnant in their life to the mm -hmm. point that they're depressed and not moving, so depression generally halts things, right? Like we're we're stopping in this moment um, to kind of slow things down. If we stay in a, a state of depression, that holds everything in our life. And think about that when you have other children. Yeah. Think about that when you have to go to work. Think about that when you have to move along. Like if the whole earth stays in winter, then nothing can grow, right? But there is a season for winter. So um, yes and no. I do think it could take years. Um, I just don't think it should be forever. And it sounds like there's a healthier way to grieve. So you're... You know, you may grieve for years, but you do have to live your life at, at some point. It's true. It's true. Wow. There's other people that may be relying on you. And I, I think um, um, there's, I forgot the name of the book, but there's a book, um, Oprah recommended it. And I was reading it and she uh, lost her twins. And she uh, kind of get, gets lost in that moment. And um, I think we cut back years later and I think her marriage is kind of on the rocks for other reasons, but also for that, like she could never look at um, that relationship the same again, because there was no repair that you can't stay in that state of depression because you start to lose things like winter comes to um, kind of give space for new things. Wow. So I don't know if you had this experience, you know, with loss, and then people around you know that you've lost something and people don't really know what to say. I remember uh, when we lost the baby, um, the lady, a friend of mine said, oh, um, God knew what y'all are supposed to do in life. And so he knew y'all couldn't handle kids right now. Like, that's not what you say to somebody. But we're going to talk more in detail about things not <laughs> to say to people <laughs> after the break. Now, a delicious word. Let's chew. It's Carla, aka Home Cook K, and I'm coming to you today from my parents' kitchen. This black bean enchilada recipe is one of my favorite meatless meals. I made a vegetarian version, but by switching out the cheese, it becomes vegan. So, you are going to prepare two separate items and then combine them together to create the enchiladas. First, let's make the black beans by adding a tablespoon of oil to a pot sauteing a finely chopped small onion and two minced garlic cloves. Once they are soft and fragrant, stir in a quarter teaspoon of dried oregano, 
half teaspoon of ground cumin, a can of drained black beans, half a cup of salsa, a dash of cayenne pepper, and half a teaspoon of salt. You just want to heat up the ingredients so it will take about two minutes. Once they're warm, you can remove it from the heat. Next, for the enchilada sauce, heat up a tablespoon of oil in a pot and add chopped small onion, two minced garlic cloves, and saute those for about two to three minutes. When ready, stir in half a teaspoon of cumin, half a teaspoon of dried basil, three quarter teaspoons of dried oregano, two cups of tomato sauce, a tablespoon of maple syrup, and you want to salt and cayenne pepper to taste. Bring the enchilada sauce to a boil and reduce the heat and cook for about another five minutes and then remove it from heat to allow it to cool. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and heat the tortillas on a skillet. You'll need about six tortillas. Next, let's assemble the enchiladas. Place half a cup of enchilada sauce on the bottom of your casserole dish. Place the tortilla in the dish and add two tablespoons of black beans and some cheese, about two tablespoons of cheese. Roll the tortilla and place the seam down. Continue the step for all six tortillas. Place enchilada sauce on the tortillas and then sprinkle over cheese. Bake it for 20 minutes and you're done. You have a delicious, healthy dish full of flavor. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back. Wasn't that good? That looks so yummy. Mm. I need to go to her house. Um, <laughs> but so if you have been joining us already, we are talking to Miss Lavana and she is telling us um, just things to know about grieving and loss. And now we want to talk about things you should never, ever say if you're trying to support someone during this bad time. So Lavana, what are some of the things that people should really avoid saying? Let's Let's just take God out the equation mm. unless you say God bless. Do not mm. by any means start your conversation off with what you think God's plans were for that situation. Ooh. At all. Oh my God. That, wait a minute. You yes. gonna have to say that again. <laughs> Let's just take him. We love <laughs> the Lord. We love him. He heard our cry, but take him out. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wait, Here. this is, this is, hold on. This is a whole, don't, like, don't represent, don't represent God like that. Don't. Don't Ooh. sit there and presume to know if his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts, then I suggest you keep your mouth off them thoughts. That's mm. what I suggest. Anything that has to do is, except for God bless. God loves you. That's the only thing that should be said. But, you know, if God's time and it's God's will, you know, God knows, we know. Just have several seats, please. And thank wow. you. Girl, that was, so, it was, that was good. so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm about to write yeah. that down. But so, yeah. it's Let's... such a culture shock though, right? Because especially if you're in church, like where people are mostly grieving, then people want to talk for God. They want to speak for God so badly to try to help people make sense of it. And you just can't make sense of stuff right like that. Um, don't bring up anyone's issues um, that you have with them after they pass. If you did not um, talk to them directly, it would not behoove anybody to talk to a representative 
of theirs, uh, a family member or anything like that. It, even I believe in, um, um, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. It's my daughter. Okay, of course. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> as you fuck off back again, Bella is determined. I believe that you should resolve that with that person, even if it's writing a letter to them um, after they've passed, mm -hmm. but bringing it up to the widow or the widower or uh -huh. the daughter or the son, not appropriate. I like the idea of writing a letter though, mm -hmm. um, because it is like someone wants to kind of take care of their unfinished business. And like you Absolutely. talked about earlier, um, they may have trouble grieving themselves because they didn't resolve something with that person, but at the same time, that person can't solve it. So if exactly. you at least write a letter, you get it out of your system yep. and you kind of can talk directly to that person via that letter um, and then leave it on the table then. I agree. So, I, I like that. So are you I saying, are you saying if they owe me $25, don't go up to the widow <laughs> and say, that. you know they owe me $25 still. $25. Now, sometimes that's a joke. And, and it just depends on the mood because sometimes it's funny. As a matter of fact, my father passed and the um, my cousin who I'm very close with now made a joke like that and I wasn't close with my father. But the, one of the few memories I had, I, I got up on the microphone and I said, uh, my cousin happened to say he kept, Uncle Larry kept borrowing XY dollars. And I got back up and I said, well, thank y'all for letting him borrow XY dollars because it went to the, the little candy, the little things he did do for me. I bet that was that y'all borrow money. So I want to thank everybody in the audience <laughs> for the few gifts I did get. And I appreciate it. Is there anything else that um, people should not say? Everybody must be present. Um, because acting like it didn't happen is also a problem. So carrying on the conversation, knowing somebody's in trauma, also bad. Um, so more or less, it's easier to say, if you need anything, I'm going to give you your space. Um, it, it, can I do something? Because you don't want to, everybody agrees differently. So you don't want to invade the space by bombarding them with something. So even in your helpfulness, you have to be mindful that everybody agrees differently. So just the pres just your presence. Sometimes it's just a hug. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm a phone call away. Sometimes it's food being dropped off just your presence and presence sometimes mm. i know there's people that don't eat i've had to feed a couple people at their funeral home because and i just do it sometimes did you eat get them a cup of food that's right across the street Some, mm -hmm. just feed them and then let it be and let them go about their day but now they're satisfied so it's just being present yeah mm. good wow this is really okay. good you know, our show is designed to empower people to do relationships better. And to me, this is one that it, it's tricky, you know, because you want to you wanna be there. You want to say the right things. You know, you don't want to be hurtful. You don't want to add, you know, to their um, grief and, and, and that. So this was really, really good. This is helpful. Um, yeah. Can you tell us um, about your blog and just some things you're doing um, just in light of COVID to help people grieve? So um, Good Morning actually started from Good Grief, my little random, I feel like Issa Rae, my, my little random sermon <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in my journals. And I was just like, it was definitely an eye opener as to um, how uh, how to handle that a little bit differently and navigate being on both sides, being on the side of the 
funeral director and then being on the, the side of someone who's um, lost someone or something. Um, and I, I sincerely appreciate my counselor who helped walk me, navigate me through that, especially as an African-American female. Sometimes mm -hmm. we kind of don't acknowledge that we need to talk to somebody or talk this out in a healthier um, manner. Number one, I wanted to be um, sensitive to people who lost, especially um, parents. That was hard for me. So part of Good Morning Life is uh, I plan to dedicate um, some cremations and some funeral services to parents that have lost their um, babies or infants. Um, also counseling sessions. And, and I, I want to talk about that. And then also on top of that, finally, is to have a conversation about funeral services in general. Because I think another part of the issue and grief is expecting death not to happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially in the black community, do not prepare. And of course you cannot prepare for losing someone, but there's some things in the arena of financial, um, having a counselor on hand, knowing the plan, having a conversation because some of these fights after someone's gone can be avoided um, if they just had a conversation with their mother or their loved one about what they desire to treasure them by. Some of that stuff needs to have, be talked about. Um, it, it, some of the questions on a death certificate, people don't know the answer to. What is, what is mama's name with maiden name? What's Big Mama's maiden name? Nobody knows. Some people don't know that. How don't you know that? You love Big Mama. What's her maiden name? Wow. What's Dad's name? Um, so Good Morning Life is just a, a challenge that was birthed out of just talking about grief, talking about getting ready for the inevitable. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm just Hopefully lightly. Hopefully lightly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good, though. It's good because, like you said, it's a space. I, I mean, in preparing for this show, I think I was looking forward to it because people don't like to talk about death at all. Because we think if we don't talk about things, they don't happen. Um, and so, but the reality is if we talk about it, if we talk about how to prepare and then, you know, what to say, what not to say, it can take away some of those awkward moments. It'll still be hard to navigate, of course. But you can still, you can figure out like, how can I, you know, be there for my friend and be a better supporter of them? And, you know, how can I prepare in my own life for this? Because, of course, every time someone passes, you kind of think, well, what about me? Like, what if, you know, that could happen in my life as well? So, you I'm know, what? I'm sorry. This oh, is open to, like, you know how we all travel this road and they build this highway and it's free. This is the only road that everybody travels that we're still kind of knocking trees down and making ways to go through, like, why is it always a discovery session for something that has happened from the beginning of time? And I, I just hope to help us kind of open that road. So it's a little, it's still, we have to travel it, but it's not as difficult to get through to, to get to where we need to go. Good, good. Wow. Wow. Well, this was excellent. Thank you so much for helping us. Thank you for helping us to see things way different. Uh, uh, I think one of the big things I took away from it on what not to say to people is that whole, this was God's plan. I mean, that just, that just set me free on a whole bunch of levels. So 
So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So the next time I'm with someone who's experienced some type of loss of grief, I know I'm not going to say anything about God other than God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That is all. That's it. No more. Good, good. Don't try to get super creative. Right. So do you have uh, social handles that you want to tell our listeners that can follow you? Go ahead. Yes, you can follow me at Good Morning Life, and that's morning with a U, so G-O-O-D-M-O-U-R-I-N-I-G-L-I-F-E. Good Morning Life, that's on Instagram, that's on Facebook, um, and I, I believe I'm on Twitter. Maybe I should put something there. <laughs> Maybe I should write on it. I'm pretty sure I'm on Twitter. Uh-huh. We'll work that one out. But you can definitely find me on Facebook and on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. Um, my videos will be launching. Um, preferably in November. Um, and I also am virtually, you can find me virtually um, at goodmorninglife.com by November, November 1st, actually. Good, good. Well, thank you for being our super special guest and a good friend of Roxanne's. <laughs> and thank you guys for, for uh, hanging with us today at Chat and Chew Show. Uh, you're watching this on YouTube or you're probably listening to it, but hey, I'm going to invite you to go and subscribe and like and click that subscribe button uh, bell so that every Tuesday you can catch on our, our new episode. So again, thank you guys so much. Thank we'll you. Thank you, you for having me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care Bye. of yourself. <laughs>
mm-hmm. at the beginning of the conversation. So, so if you need to vent to get it out, because it's just energy. You have this energy, this idea trapped mm-hmm. in you. And if you need to release it, that's all you need to do to be fine. Then it's okay for you just to to talk, to talk and have somebody listen, and then not be that. Other times you need some feedback, and I, I think some people are aggressive and always giving feedback. You're like, oh, no, no, this is just a listening session. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to get this out to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that space. Yeah. And then other times you're just like, I, I need feedback. I need to know, am I, am I crazy in this situation? Is, yeah, it, yeah. is it too much? Mm-hmm. So I think we don't put enough um, uh, space and and value in listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like what you said about being present, though, because I think if you are, then you you will catch on to like what that person like you can be in that moment and ask that question versus I think sometimes it's like, oh, they calling me. They need my help. Let me. Um, yeah. Like you already had this plan. And it's yeah. like, can you let them talk first? Yeah. <laughs> like you and you know what? Tell them. <laughs> that present thing, because I was thinking of other things. And I remember one family saying. You know, she showed up and she didn't have nothing. And another family was like, I wish they would leave my house. And it's just like, if you're present, you know, okay, well, you guys want to go to bed. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> you guys look hungry. <laughs> like, just, just be in the moment. And you'll get, yeah. I, I need to go to KFC real quick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you want to try to fix everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes oh. you can't fix it. So just let it be broken. It's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's another right <laughs> going down. Just let it be broken. It's okay. Just let it be broken. That's yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's huge. Let it be broken. I had to learn that one because, child, I I would run circles trying to fix something. (laughs) Okay, so this is what I um, I do say, but I only say it when the time is right. But um, once again, Jesus is my example. But in order for the biggest versions of Jesus' ministry to happen, he had to die. The biggest part of his ministry were his disciples. And many people miss the part of legacy and the part of legacy and the inheritance that comes after death. So as much as you try to fix something, you try to bring something back, you try to resuscitate it, it can't manufacture or it can't move out of the way for the new to come in. Winter happens to give space for spring. Spring can't happen until these old plants die. Mm -hmm. We can't see that tulip. And so when everybody's trying to resuscitate or bring something back that needs to be let go that needs to be put through the fire that needs to be put in majority of the time it's you that's being fortified because once again david had the dream for um the temple solomon built it the temple would have never gotten there had david not passed Mm. so there's certain things that need to be let go of that need to be broken in order for you to get to the next step and if uh, to be honest i don't want to be forever teenage Levana or 20 year old Levana because the wisdom doesn't come until you've had some experiences or some things and you go oh okay that's that's how that happens and this is what I'm supposed to gain from it so there's a lot of beauty in being broken Mm. that's so real (laughs) so just listen to this I'm thinking Roxy we're gonna like and the after show. <laughs> All this is recording. So I'm going to put it in as the after show. 